Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this program, Today's Issues. We're here for another another 25 minutes of live radio is what we're doing here. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Steve Jordahl. Yo. Good morning, Steve. Fred Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. And Ray will be back on the radio with us momentarily. He's in Kansas City. There he is. And we're in Tupelo. And uh, we uh, thank everybody for listening out there. If you want to go to our website uh, and uh, check us out, the live video stream, go to YouTube or Facebook and just type in Today's Issues. And uh, Steve, good morning to you. Hey, how are you do- y'all doing today? Y'all is doing good. Y'all is uh, doing good. Yeah, so far so good. Go ahead, Steve. What do you got? Well, um, you know, I don't think there could be a more difficult job, currently or rather, really, with any president than being press secretary, because you got to go out and you got to defend some statements. When even under the best of presidents, um, sometimes don't make a whole lot of sense, and people are are you know uh, not happy with. But boy, under Obama, if you're Jen Psaki, you under Obama, under. <laughs> Doing this again under Biden. You're going full Biden on us, I know. Steve. <laughs> if you if you are if you are Jen Psaki and have to defend everything that Joe Biden has been saying, you really have a problem. So recently, she has been asked about this leaked phone call. Did you guys talk at all about yes. the leaked phone call? Yes. Go ahead to remind our listeners what we're talking about here. Well, there was a phone call between President Biden and the former president, Afghan uh, President um, Ashraf Ghani. The guy who ran away. Who of fled, Afghanistan. Of Afghanistan. And uh, during this call, President Biden said a little bit more. He, he was more interested in the perception of what was going on in Afghanistan than the reality on the ground. He didn't ask, well, how is the defense going to go? Are, you know, is your, is your government going to hold? You know, where are our people? Can you help us get them out? No. What he said was. This is back in July. Yes, it was. Back in July, he says, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm more, whether or not it's true, I want to change the perception that things are not going well in Afghanistan. The, the, the context meaning, of course, that Joe Biden was more interested in how it looked than how it was. He, want, a- he wanted to put the perception out there that the border was secure, the Taliban wasn't taking control of Afghanistan. This phone call occurred July 23rd, about five weeks ago. It did. And, uh, of course, she was asked about this after the phone call was leaked. And her comment was, I'm not going to say anything about private phone calls. And then she did the non-answer answer about a whole different question. Yeah. The problem here is the phrase that President Biden used in this phone call to the then Afghani president, who at the time was making his plans to hightail it. Mm-hmm. out of the country. So Biden's on the phone with him and going, hey, doesn't look good, man. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that the Taliban's, uh, you know, show it, flexing their muscles there in your country. You need to, you need to do something to uh, Can I read the change direct that. Quote? Can I read Yes, the- yes. That, I'm, yeah, I, thank you for that, Fred. I, I just wanted to set it up because mm-hmm. uh, you, as Fred reads the quote from the transcript, of Biden's phone call, this is Biden he's about to quote on the phone with the Afghani president. 
and you'll hear the phrase that gets him in trouble. Here's, here's what President Biden had to say to the president of Afghanistan. I need not to tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, says Biden, yes. to the Afghan president. Yes. So you need to fake it, sir. Yes. Uh, because it's making us look bad. Because, that's what he's saying. Yes, because I, at that point, and we know this, the Taliban started moving into the older parts right, of Afghanistan right. back in late April and May. Yeah, and the Afghan president said we're going to be overrun. Yes. We're going to be overrun. Right? Did you read this? Look, this is this is completely unsurprising given everything we know about the Democrats. This was never about the truth, about what was really going on. It was about projecting an image because, right, perception is reality. So, Mr. President, we're sorry about what's happening in your country, but we don't dare tell the truth. So if you wouldn't mind, let's put out something that we both know isn't true. Completely Yeah, this kind of – and so what Steve's talking about here is yesterday, Jen Psaki – Jen is her first name. Psaki is her last name. She's the press secretary for Joe Biden – was asked about the president saying what uh, to the Afghan president to do something, whether it's true or not. Imagine had Trump said that to somebody. <laughs> Trump could have said that to the White House gardener and they would have impeached him. Whether it's true or not, plant those tulips over there. Impeach! <laughs> anyway, Steve. Here's, so, what, she, here's so, what she said. Okay, so, so here's what she said in, uh, when asked about this. She what? was asked about this, and she says, I'm not going to go into the details of a private conversation, but there was a collapse in leadership in Afghanistan. That, that doesn't answer the question. At all. And you're here to Now, I will say this. You're right. The job of the press secretary, in a lot of ways, is to spin. <clears throat> to spin, to dodge, to... to <clears throat> but... Sometimes you're just nailed, uh, uh, nailed to the wall, so to speak. In this case, Jen Psaki was nailed to the wall, and she had no response because a response would have been, that was terrible what my boss said. <laughs> Next question. So you can't say that, so she evades and doesn't answer, which does frustrate some of the media there because, uh, uh, yes, yes, we all know she's going to spin, but on the other hand, She's there to uh, answer to answer difficult questions. Why did the president say that? I don't uh, know why it would uh, surprise anybody that he said that, though. If you think about, for example, the way that he appointed his cabinet, he didn't go out and say, let's see, I want the best guy on defense for the defense ministry. I want to make sure that the guy who's most best uh, qualified to protect the homeland is in CIA and maybe homeland security. No. I want a black woman for this. I want a gay man for that. I'm right, going to appoint right. the first black woman to the Supreme Court. It was all and always only has been about perception and appearance to, to well, this man. Well, case in point, Kamala Harris as VP. There you go. You're telling me there's nobody in America more qualified? The Democrats don't have anybody on their team that is better than Kamala Harris mm. to be VP? Now— the other part of this Jen Psaki story, we have to go back to 2019. Yeah. During the Trump years. Yes. Mm. Jen Psaki is working for CNN. Yeah. 
Okay. At, at that point. Be sure your tweets will find you out. Yes. Guess what? That was when President Trump had a call to the Ukrainian leader. Right. All right. And he wanted to find out about, okay, what's going on with Hunter Biden? He's working for right. a company there and, the, and your attorney general. This is what Jen Psaki said then. It is not just the call transcript. The whistleblower complaint would likely have more details. We need both, and not just the call. We want the transcript. We, it's got to be made public. Okay, so when Jen Psaki's working for CNN and uh, Trump makes a phone call, she says, no, we got to have transparency from the president. Yes. Switch to a couple of years later, she's working for Biden. Yeah. Biden has a phone call with yes. a with the president of another country, just like Trump did, and mm. then she says, "No, I can't discuss a private phone call." Uh, that's right. So uh, it, this is the complete another example of the complete and utter mm. double standard that exists in this country with the mainstream media, and is why the uh, why a majority of Americans don't trust them because they they lie against conservatives all the time and they cover for liberals. And Pres don't and don't forget. They impeached, the Democrats yeah. did, President Trump on this phone call. Yeah. They impeached him. They impeached him on, the, on that, over that phone call. Go ahead. President Biden is, as we speak, talking to the American people, holding a press conference on uh, the, the storms that are pummeling the Northeast. And I want to play you right now the responses that he has uh, to the reporters who are going to ask him questions about Afghanistan. This is clip 84. Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. You, Steve is, there was no clip, Steve. Was, Steve. There was no, because there will be no, he, he, they will ask him, but this this would be his answer. He, he doesn't will turn he and really walk away again. Unlike, <laughs> unlike any other president we've had, he doesn't take questions, really. No. Huh? He does not. He walks away. Unless he's instructed right. by someone. <laughs> right. Um, it's getting bad. It's getting so bad that uh, even Democrats are now starting to throw President uh, Biden under the bus. I want to play you some clips. I think Biden walked under the bus. Well, he might have. But <laughs> this, these are former Obama administration officials. I'm going to play you. It's about seven. You're going to hear from David Axelrod, from John Brennan, from David Petraeus, from Jay Johnson, from Leon Panetta, from Ryan Crocker. This Obama's, is the Democrat all-star team. It is. Uh, Obama's uh, Afghan uh, ambassador. I want you to hear what they have been saying in the last couple days about what's been happening in Afghanistan. Cut 10. This Afghan government was going to collapse rapidly because of the way in which we, we got out. I think of John Kennedy and the Bay of Pigs. It unfolded quickly and... Uh... Uh, the president thought that everything would be fine, and uh, that was not the case. It has created a global crisis, quite frankly. You cannot defend the execution here. This has been a disaster. Well, they clearly were caught off guard by the events of the last 72 hours. How his decision was made to withdraw, but then its execution, uh, which has been so far catastrophic. Our national security is threatened. This is uh, a Dunkirk moment, or perhaps a Saigon moment. That last was those, are, those are your friends. <laughs> right. That last was General David Petraeus, who was not only a CIA director, but a commander of CENTCOM at one point, who was in charge of the Afghan stuff. Hey, Ray, have you seen Biden's poll numbers since this all happened? <clears throat> I think on Rasmussen Daily tracking poll down in the low 40s now, maybe 42% approve in what uh, 
He's down I, minus 26 in the in the difference between the positive and the negative. So he is underwater yeah, at this point. It's bad, Fred. Well, and the other day when he came out and made a statement 24 hours after the last plane left the Kabul airport, he came out and called the evacuation just an exceptional success. Well, he yeah. This is another case of the of Biden and his team trying to conflate, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, and pat themselves on the back. You'd be better really to score points with the American people if you'd show a little humility right here mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they blew it. Yes. And everybody in the world knows, including those Democrats you just heard, they blew it. And don't try to don't try to paint a happy face. Uh, but don't try to put lipstick on a pig. What happened here, uh, as we said yesterday, he's trying to pat himself on the back, Biden is, and their team saying, look what we did with the withdrawal. Well, first of all, that was credit the military, first and foremost. And he may have credited the military, Biden may have. I'm sure he probably did. So it was an extraordinary thing that they did in airlifting that many people out of an airport in uh, in that short time period to credit the U.S. military, and to that extent, credit the Biden administration. However, what he didn't say was, while he's talking about how the airlift was such a great thing, he didn't say, but why is it we had to airlift all these people in such a short amount of period of time? Because I blew it. You know, it's kind of, as I said yesterday, the metaphor I used is you spill milk, and but then you say, "Look, look how wonderful I'm wiping this milk up over here <laughs> with this, huh? With this paper towel. Aren't I doing a great job of wiping this milk up mm-hmm. without ever having to talk about well, why did you spill the milk in the first place? You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The big problem for the Biden administration now is they left behind at least a hundred to two hundred Americans. There's another report this morning from White House officials saying they're absolutely appalled." That we left. And what's coming out, Tim, is there were Americans who were headed towards the Kabul airport in those last 24 hours. And basically, they were told to turn back. We're not going to let you in. Because in the last 12 hours leading up to that last flight out, the only people they were going to take out was our military people and the people who ran our embassy there. They weren't going to allow any more people into the airport. The 100 or 200 at least Americans that are still inside Afghanistan, they are still there. Their story yeah. is still to be told. And this is uh, the Biden administration is going to have to wear this, and they're scared to death. These, these Biden supporters are scared to death. This is a story that's going to continue on into next year, the election year. We haven't, we don't know how many people were left behind, and they say it's in the low hundreds, but here's. <laughs> This is what I heard um, uh, the other day, two days ago, from the Biden administration who were saying that we took 5,000 Americans out of Afghanistan. We're so proud of that. Yeah, we may have left 10% behind. Yeah. That's 500 people mm-hmm. behind. If you do yeah. That. Yeah. The, the, it's Americans. A, this, this, could, this could go on for a while. Yeah. yeah. If you think that uh, Biden, uh, Joe Biden is taking it from his enemies, you should hear his friends. You should hear what he's taking from his enemies. Uh, Mark Levin was on uh, with Hannity 
last night, I believe it was, and he is not at all, he is not at all happy with what's going on. I want you to hear cut four. No commander-in-chief has ever ordered any general to leave citizens behind. What about these children and these women? What about the Afghan allies, the men who fought next to us, firefight after firefight? Instead, we hear that the American citizens didn't act fast enough. Instead, we hear this was a massive success. Instead, we hear we may, in the future, work with them against ISIS as if they're different. It's the Taliban that allowed al-Qaeda to attack us on 9-11. The Taliban. They have our equipment. They have our people. They have our allies. Can you hear the screams of the people of Afghanistan tonight? Because they're screaming. Can you hear the women being brutalized? Can you hear the bullets in the execution? Because it's occurring under the cover of dark, while they're celebrating at the State Department and the Defense Department and at the White House. I've never been more disgusted with my government and the top brass of the United States military than I am right now. He's a little upset. It takes uh, Mark Levin about 60 seconds. <laughs> to spin up? <laughs> you no, know, on his weekend show to ramp up from 1 to 10 on the volume scale. Hey, listen, that guy's brilliant, uh, and he knows his stuff. And uh, I like watching his, his program. You read his book, right? Just finished reading his book, American Marxism, and I would encourage folks to read it because he tracks back when Marxism started to being taught in our universities and in our schools, <clears throat> and uh, now our media basically is controlled, according to Mark Levin, uh, by Marxist, Marxist supporters. Yeah. And uh, it's got to be dealt with. And, and one of the big things he recommends, and it start, we're starting to see it across the country, people need to start running for school boards. They need to start running. And one of the other things he says for universities that have been teaching Marxism, uh, mm. stop funding their endowment funds. Yeah. He says that is where we have to start. We have to start changing things in this yeah. country. And the big places are education system. Yeah. I got a question for you fellas. Remember the old, uh, what was the old uh, TV show from, it wasn't old, from a few years ago? Where in the world is... Carmen Sandiego. Carmen, yeah. Wasn't that a children's show it's about children's travel? Game and show, yeah. Yeah. There's a new show out. It's called Where in the World is Kamala Harris? <laughs> <laughs> and she's traveling the world so she doesn't have to appear on stage with Joe Biden, her boss. Right. Have you, hey, Ray, have you noticed this? Kamala Harris has just disappeared from the stage. Can't find her. Where is she, Tim? She, I, she's in Vietnam there or something for a while. She was over she? in Vietnam. Uh, Singapore. And then she was in Hawaii for something. Uh, they're trying to keep her off the stage with Biden because it's been such a disaster and his poll numbers are going down to hers <laughs> that they're wanting to keep her away from him. And and she's not doing anything, okay? She's studying the root causes of while 2 million people are going to come to our country illegally. She's going to study the root causes of why that is. I guess they're going to put her in charge of the root causes of Afghanistan's military collapse. I, I don't know. But she th that's, I think they're trying to keep her away from negative news. And also, they don't want her out there in front of the cameras anymore. Because that 
her per- personality. Her cackle. Her cackle, and she's not really quick on her feet to answer questions. She was chosen because she, of her skin color, uh, and she's and her gender. That was it, mm-hmm. basically. She was, she was like it. She was like dead last uh, among all the Democrats running for president. She was below Biden. Yes, she was in the primaries. She well was like, below. She was like she had to quit. Yep. You remember that? So she was very unpopular, even with Democrats back in the the primary season. So the only thing she brings to the table for Biden was, hey, I got a woman of color running with me here. Aren't I a great person? Without regard for her capabilities or abilities uh, to be a good vice president. So I say that to say this. They're keeping her away because should should he have to step down for health reasons or he's not able to do the job anymore, they want her to be not tarnished by this Afghanistan mess. That's but, my opinion. Go ahead, the, Ray. But the sad part is she won't, do any, she won't do any better than Biden. Oh, well, Nikki Haley tweeted the other day, so if we get if Biden's out, then we get Kamala Harris, and then she ended with "God help us." <laughs> well, was, Nikki's right. Right, Nick, Nikki's right. That Kamala Harris not going to be any improvement over Joe Biden. Oh, she'd Biden. be worse. Yeah, well, I say worse. She's more of a left wing ideologue than right. Biden is. Now, Biden's acting like a left wing ideologue for all practical purposes, but Kamala Harris is a so Kamala Harris is a socialist. Uh, I mean, she, she she just is an unlikable person, I think, in many ways. Which is why, if you go back to the primaries, that's why she was down so low, way down in single right. digits, right? So, right, and, and this, you know, her she was mocked because she would never even go visit. Has still hasn't been to the border. Right. Our American border is being invaded by over a million people already since Biden took over Biden Harris, and. And Biden says, I'm handing it off to uh, Harris to to get this situation under control. And then Harris doesn't even go visit the border, talk to the border agents. Uh, she went to El Paso Airport for yep. a couple of hours. Had a little visit. Uh, and then she flew down to Central America for one day. Working on those root causes. Working on the root causes. You sure it wasn't her roots? Did she get at a hair appointment? Uh, 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 Steve, that, that was inappropriately oh, sexist, Steve. Steve. Uh, do you want to apologize for that? I'm so sorry that I... Okay. Yeah. And also for those of us who don't have any hair, Steve, <laughs> well, that's true. on top of our head, that was very hurtful. Symbolically uh, challenged. To remind me of that some people do have roots. <laughs> All right, we are out of time. Uh, probably a good thing. You can talk too much. <clears throat> Uh, I will tell you that yeah. the, the, our friends at the Babylon Bee have some good news. Do they? Yes, they what are saying. It? Well, Jen Psaki actually has some good news. She is saying that a record 331 million Americans have not been abandoned in, in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, that is good. The Babylon Love Bee. The Babylon, Babylon Bee. Bee. Give them, give them credit. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, Ray. You bet. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Fred. You are welcome. Steve, appreciate it. My pleasure. Our thanks to Chris Woodward and Brent Creeley, our producer. Uh, Alex McFarland. Uh, we thank Alex for joining us last hour. We hope you have a great day. What's left of it? And uh, 
Remember to pray for the people in Louisiana and South Mississippi mm-hmm. and now our friends up in the Northeast who are suffering yes. greatly from the uh, hurricane. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Trivia Friday. So we'll have some, some laughs and fun tomorrow. We'll see you back here then. Thank you.